22 on a Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Alfred Gruff, Sportsnet 650. Let's go! Alfred Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in hour three of the program. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. Why don't you tell the folks about Kintech, Jason? We are coming to you live from the Kinzik Studio, Kentech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find a perfect fit at Kentech.net. Early what we learned from Andrew in Victoria, who is a jerk. Andrew writes, hashtag WWL, what we learned. Halford and Bruff didn't plan the last hour of their show, so they're going to do an hour of what we learned is easy filler. Andrew, you are incorrect. We just didn't do any of the stuff that we planned in the first two hours mm. of the show. Well, actually, Andrew and Victoria, the final hour will be all soccer. Take that, you jerk. We'll start in Syria. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go now to CONCACAF women's qualifying. Okay, we got a lot to get into here, actually, as a matter of fact, because we need to do all the sports that we have not done so far. I think we should start in the National Hockey League from last night. Uh, the Leaky Leafs. That's how I'm going to refer to them now exclusively. Uh, lose to Connor Bedard in the Blackhawks. The takeaway from this game was hilarious because it's like, well, Austin Matthews didn't do anything and Connor Bedard didn't do anything as well. Oh, yeah, also the Chicago Blackhawks won. The only reason I bring this up is because the Leafs have now allowed 13 goals in their first three games. Are the Leafs going to be undone by poor defense and goaltending? I say yes. Uh, Do we have the Keefe audio? The Sheldon Keefe audio that I requested in our notes from earlier, because we did do <laughs> a lot of planning for this show. Keefe, he did this last year, too, if you remember. He kind of got on the team early for being sloppy. Yeah, and well, they've been careless. sloppy in all three of their games. Um, fortunately for them, they've had Austin Matthews to score six goals for them in their first two games. Um, their stars were quiet last night, and... They lost to Chicago despite the fact that Connor Bedard didn't even get a point. So he, real quick, here's Sheldon Keefe on those sloppy, careless Leafs. I thought we were really sloppy with the puck in the first period and then got beaten transition in the second period. That's really it. What, I mean, what, do you, what can you do to address the kind of mistakes that you saw? Just talk about them. You know, it's... I mean, the turnover stuff early on, just careless with a puck, and it's all our best players really, really careless to start the game. The only thing that clip was missing was a, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, talk about it, I guess. Here in Vancouver, I feel like we're all experts on what a bad blue line looks like. Like, we know what a bad blue line looks like. Mm-hmm. The Leafs have a bad blue line, man. That lot, second yeah. pair of Jake McCabe and John Klingberg, not good. The early not returns, good. the early returns on Klingberg are not positive. No, from and Mark, the fan base. You know, Mark Giordano, the guy's like forty. Yeah, like he's like, please let me. Stop I thought he retired. Hockey, right? I saw his headshot come up. I was like, wow, he's yeah, he's playing he's still this doing year. It. He's still doing the thing. He's out there. Yeah, they're gonna have to do something about it. Like they, so, and which is why you have all the speculation about Nylander. But the problem with 
that is like then you'd be taking Nylander away from the Ford group, and Nylander's a really good player. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much they're going to get for Nylander on an expiring contract. Like here's here's a little thing I'll say. The Leafs might have missed their opportunity to win a Stanley Cup. You know, you can go ahead and clip that, and maybe this spring that'll come back to bite me. But, like, they might have missed their opportunity, right? They're in a situation now where I look at that blue line and go, that blue line's not winning a Stanley Cup. I don't know about the goaltending, but I don't know about the goaltending for half the teams in the NHL, more than half the teams in the not NHL. Not enough to make up for their defensive right? woes, like, that's for sure. Like, where, where's, where are they getting value from? Are where are the Leafs getting value? Are you suggesting that after seven consecutive playoff appearances, in which they only made it out of the first round once, the window might not the be The window might open? be closed, right? Like, like John Tavares is not the player he used to be, and now with his contract, you know, he's not providing any semblance you of You realize value. what you've done now, right? You've basically guaranteed that the Leafs that they're going to win the cup? cup. Yeah. Nice job. No, Good but work. like, you know, at, at the end of, at the end of uh, a run of... Like the Leafs had regular season wise a really good run, mm-hmm. and but during those runs you don't like your assets don't become more plentiful, yeah. right? You use those assets, right? So there might be you know Toronto. Everyone seems to assume that they're just going to make the playoffs anyway. But I just look at this team and I think yeah they'll probably make the playoffs, but. I don't think they're cup contenders. For other Canadian teams in action last night, the Calgary Flames, who looked like they were well on their way to cruising to victory over the Washington Capitals, and then Laddie jinxed it. That's what happened, right? Like, literally minutes after I informed you guys that it was 2-0 Calgary. Calgary was all up. Apart. Calgary was up. 2-0 in the first period. They had a dominating 18-3 shot advantage, and then it all fell apart. They lost in the shootout to Washington 3-2. couple takeaways here. One, the game tying goal. I've seen, now I know Markey's been overall pretty solid, but I've seen two goals this season now early where you're like, those have the stink lines on them. Like, that's a cheesy goal. And it was the game tying goal yesterday that just kind of squeaked through them. Now, the other interesting takeaway here, um, and I wanted to get, because now we've got two goalie experts in the house. Do you guys just want to straight up murder Kuznetsov when he does the slow-mo in the shootout? We That's got to drive you nuts. Yeah, we were actually talking about it before uh, we came on the air today because we saw the clip on, on Twitter. And yeah. There's only so much you can do in a situation like that. Like He's waiting for you to kind of, he's trying to bait you into doing a poke check. It's mm-hmm. so, as soon as you lift your hand to do the poke check, he's going to shoot it. Yeah. It's it's a tricky one. Now, intern Lachlan is also like a goalie crank too, right? Do you guys work for the same publications? Do you guys fight? We do not. Do you dress up like... And fight in goalie gear? Yeah, we have like sumo fights. In nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give me the rundown here. Like, this has got to be the most annoying thing on the planet when a guy comes in that slow. I think if you're if you're managing your speed well as the guy's coming in, it's not the worst thing. Like, okay. I think JT Miller's shootout move is a lot harder to stop and is a lot more right. infuriating as a goalie than the Kuznetsov one. So coming from the side, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, coming in from the side because he can go either just short side as you as you bite into that mm-hmm. into the corner, or he wraps it around you and you look really silly. I like I like the people that are like it should be illegal. I was like, why for going what? slow? Well, what's tricky yeah, about the, what's what makes the yeah, Kuznetsov yeah. move tricky isn't the fact that he's just going slow. I think he actually slows down as he continues along. And what you're trying to do as a goalie is match their yeah. speed, right? You're trying to you, if you if you are too quick, yeah, you're going to yeah, end up yeah. way deep in your net. So when he he starts slow and he gets even. slower, slower, mm-hmm. I think a lot of goalies struggle with being able to match the speed there. It opens up a lot of net for Can him. we have some appreciation for 
Kuznetsov skill in all this? Like, no, how I many know. players could do that? Not many. You know, how many players would be comfortable on the ice going that slow? There's a point to that. And, so, then, and then trying to, like, you know, like, then quick hands to. Well, that's what to I was going it, to say. Right? When you're that slow, as a goalie, you're thinking, okay, he's not going to deke. He has right. no momentum. But he has the hands to still yeah. be able to pull. Patrick Kane is maybe the only mm. other guy I can Kane think of does it a lot. that can yeah. do that, that move that quickly with no momentum at all. It's That's hilarious. not easy. It's hilarious do. when you watch because you know when there's a shootout going on and there's that like sort of breathless anticipation, that din that comes over. When he, <laughs> but it, for him, it lasts like three minutes. I want to stand up and be like, hurry up! Like yeah. when he's in the middle of the shootout. I think that would rattle him a little bit. Anyway. I like this. We need a shot clock. It's ridiculous. Right, that like would be he, funny. He's a spirit. Like it's like, it's the, he's playing by the rules, but the spirit of the rule is like, go faster. Right? Like we can't, we can't take this much God, time. I hate the shootout so much. Yeah, like, they need just, to abolish it. Just never Nobody get to the likes the shootout except for little kids. And right? Little kids apparently. are the only ones that are like, I hope nobody scores in overtime. I love the shootout. And American right? TV audiences, apparently. They need, um, they need a conclusion. Okay, I want to go to the New Jersey-Florida game because we talked about this with Wish earlier. My only big takeaway from this was that Lindy Ruff uh, was not happy yesterday. As a matter of fact, they asked if he was angry, and we'll play the audio. And he was like, yep, yep, no, I'm angry. And I, I'm i going to be watching the Devils, one, because you're all aboard what you think is going to be like a rocket ship to the moon with this team. And I don't disagree. A little worried about talent. their defense now. The, the blue line got hit, right? They had a couple departures that they didn't really Graves replace. and Severson. I'd yeah. also be worried about the goaltending, right? Like, I'm not sure that they got it all figured out. But whatever. Early days, and I think they're going to be a playoff team at the end of this. I only mention this because last year, Lindy Ruff got a rough ride. Hmm? Hmm? Anyone? Uh, get you guys. Uh, just, get, you he, just get to the audio. He got a rough ride at the start of the oh, season the where they were, <laughs> thank you, where they were chanting fire, Lindy. So he benches Timo Meyer and John Marino yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like early times to start benching guys. But uh, here was Lindy Ruff's post presser after a loss to the Florida Panthers. What, what have you thought of um, Timo's play through uh, this game and, and what kind of led to the decision? Well, can't take the penalties he took. Um, we talked about not taking penalties. Um, obviously, we need more. We need more out of a lot of guys. It's. Uh, it's, this isn't about one guy. When we start the game, there's 18 guys that are playing. We need more out of our group. And uh, it's one thing that if we continue to come out like that, it sort of ease into the game. Uh, you can see the desperation in the third period. That's the desperation we need to start a game. Lindy, you sound frustrated and I don't want to say angry, but are you? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, to a man, we all should be. Players, coaches, all should be angry at ourselves. This is what I miss in the summer is just looking around the league and saying, you know what? Now we get to be pessimistic and look at other teams' problems. Like, oh, look at that. Lindy's angry in, in New Jersey, and they, and they got problems in Toronto on the back end. It's the well, best. as uh, Ice Time Talk continues on the Halford & Bruff show, Oh, we're going the, back to this? The Florida Panthers are playing the wheels off of Oliver ekman Larson. It's so he awesome. Had a, actually, two former Canucks are getting... Killing it! Gustav Forsling it. played almost 26 minutes last night, and ekman Larson played just over 25 minutes. He is running their power play, and he had an assist last night, I think, on the power play. He's also playing a ton shorthanded. Oh, yeah. Is, is this like, his Larsana songs? <laughs> no, but like nobody's saying that he's playing well. <laughs> no, <laughs> just that he's playing a lot, right? Yeah. Because Ekblad's out and Montour is out. Yeah, they needed him to so play these they, minutes. They need him to play. Listen, I hope Ekman Larson 
plays well for Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't wish ill for him at all. Um, well, maybe a little bit, but like I hope I, I I do hope that he plays well. But the Canucks are going to see him soon, right? Florida's on this road trip, the OAL Revenge Tour. The Canucks have actually like four kind of interesting opponents on this road trip. Philly tonight, interesting because <laughs> they've basically been forgotten in Philly. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, the Flyers are playing, the Phillies are going to be playing, and, you know, the Eagles are, are, are a Super Bowl contender, um, and the Flyers are kind of like, oh, yeah, the Flyers, are they still are they still doing their thing? And they're rebuilding. Then they go to Tampa Bay, the Canucks do, on Thursday to play a Tampa team that looks kind of out of sorts right now, mm-hmm. and they don't have Vasilevsky, so they're playing some goalies that nobody's ever heard of. Saturday, it's Florida, and once again, you know, we've talked about Okay, there's Ekman two people Larson. in the room that probably have heard of those goalies. Yeah, but we don't care about you, <laughs> and we don't care about the guys that you care about. Well, we can inform you. Okay, we'll, who are the, who do you, who's going to start against the Canucks? I don't know who's going to start. Am I the coach? Well, give me the two the two, two it's goalies. It's either Matt Tompkins or Jonas Johansson. Okay. One of those two. Those are guys. Those yeah. are definitely guys. Those are a couple of guys. One guy mm. played for Team Canada in the Olympics. Which one? <laughs> Not Jonas Johansson. <laughs> you never know anymore. You never know. Uh, Remember, I took, it took me six years before I figured out that Tompkins Matt, is, Matt Niskanen wasn't finished. Tompkins is a great story, though. He was drafted like 12 He's years not? ago. No, and I thought Teddy Bluger was American because his name was Teddy. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's not. Yeah, it's all very confusing. Anyway. And then they finish the road trip off in Nashville where they're going to drop off Connor Garland and take uh, Dante Fabro back. That's right. Just do a quick swap. <laughs> Pack a bag. You're going to be here for a while. Uh, okay. One other one I want to get to. And Laddie, this is your what we learned. We're going to do a two and one here. We're going to wrap up the NHL stories from last night with the lowly, and I mean lowly, Columbus Blue Jackets. Now they lost four nothing. So the story really would be James Reimer, who got a shutout for the Detroit Red Wings in his debut as a Red Wing. But the other goaltending story is well, Spencer Martin got the start because yeah. Elvis Merzlikens is out with the flu, so he's he's the guy in Columbus right now. Spencer Martin is the starter. He stopped the penalty shot, yesterday. and he stopped the penalty shot, but he couldn't stop four others, and they lost four nothing. And <laughs> he he's to, lost eleven straight games personally. He needs to start stopping regular. Shots. It has to sting a little bit. Does Columbus have a chance to be the worst team in the league, or are San Jose so bad that there's no way the Sharks are going to be anything? Black keeps making terrible. fifty saves a night. San Jose might pull themselves out of it. Yeah, I don't expect that every single. Columbus game. looks terrible. Have you seen San Jose? Yeah, but I I know I kind of know what San Jose is from last year. Mm-hmm. Their last year's team without Carlson. <laughs> yeah, right. Like they they got a unique brand of stank on them, and I get that they're they're quite bad. But Columbus also has the dysfunction factor going yeah. for it. Yeah, like when you you know your coach gets not fired, but essentially fired like days before the start of the preseason. I I, I love the the talk around Andrew Peak and the Vancouver Canucks and like. A, a large part of my brain is like, uh, should the Canucks be going after a guy that can't even get into the lineup for Columbus? I know. Like, I someone wrote in. <laughs> is there like, something? <laughs> like, I think Andrew Peak is like minus 41 on a bad team. Like, he had a real bad year last year, too. Yeah. So it was like right after they signed him to that three year extension. I'm willing to kind of take everything that anybody does in Columbus right now with an asterisk. Like, I assume that once you get out of there, it's like essentially getting out of jail. Like, you, you can start fresh. Mm-hmm. You get into a rehabilitation program. Like, you can you can have a new life. You can have a good life just somewhere else. Okay, can I do what we learned here? That's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, Texas, the Texas Rangers are 7-0 and this postseason and just six wins 
from leaving Major League Baseball's sad club. I know, it's crazy. So the Texas Rangers arrived in Texas. They were one of the Washington Senators teams that left. Mm -hmm. Like one Washington Senators team left and became the Minnesota Twins. And then Major League Baseball was like, oh, we can't have that. Let's get Washington a team. And then they left for Texas like 10 years later. Um, Texas has been to the World Series twice uh, 2010 and 2011, I think they went back-to-back, and they lost in Game 7 in 2011, I believe. Um, and so they're one of the teams that's been in Major League Baseball for over 40 years, which is the rule of the sad club. And if they can keep on this crazy hot run that they're on, they're going to leave the sad club. And they're up 2 nothing on the Houston Astros, and they won the first two games in Houston. So 7-0 and in the playoffs is remarkable. Yeah. Six of the seven wins have come on the road. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And now they go back to Arlington. They seem a little bit streaky. They're a little bit streaky, a little streaky in the regular season. I mean, season. they did, yeah, that was the thing, right? We just all assumed that they would fall off so badly at the end of the regular season. But lo and behold, they remember that it was that sweep against the Jays where it just everything turned around. They've been them. streaky like that for most of the year, though. And yep. that, yeah. that 2011 year you're talking about, they lost in game seven. That was the David Freeze, David Freeze year, St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals year. Right, uh, Cruz had right. a chance to win it with a catch in right field, but he mm-hmm. misplayed it horribly. Mm-hmm. Game continued. So they've got sad they club were They were within a flyout catch of being out of the sad club in 2011. Every time a team leaves the sad club, is there some sort of ceremony at the Bruff household? You guys have something that you do? Like it's like a secret a, ceremony, so candle burning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We've yeah. already said too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. The other baseball game from last night. Good uh, transition over to the baseball, which we did not talk about. Uh, we mentioned the Philadelphia Phillies on a number of occasions, but we should confirm that Bryce Harper, he of the thirty-first birthday yesterday. 420-foot Jack. I want to play the uh, audio of the game-ending double play. Here, I know the Harper Jack was great because it got really loud, but that was early in the game. We talked about this crowd in Philadelphia and how much they've glommed onto this team and really love the character of it. And the players respond in tow. Like when, I mean, obviously you finish a game on a game ending double play, you're fired up, but just listen to the pop and the call here because I feel like this Philadelphia team is just running almost entirely on good vibes. And that's more than they need yeah. to, get to go as far as they want to go. Uh, here is the game ending call. Uh, Phillies over the Diamondbacks, 5-3 in game one of the NLCS last night. On the ground, a hot one, backhanded, boom. Throw to second, out, stop, throw to first. It's in time, it's a double play. And the game is over. The Phillies win game one. Phillies go around the horn to turn two to end it. So it's funny because in all the metrics and analytics that are involved with modern baseball, Mm -hmm. it feels like the Phillies were like, what if we put together a team that just did big plays at clutch moments, and then just let the crowd like run. Are, with it. are the are the Phillies the best baseball crowd you've ever seen? The Phillies, the fan base there, it's up there. They're, they're up there. Like I remember, forty five thousand yeah. Philly fans, of mm. course, who are like super passionate about sports to begin with. But they just like they like Kyle Schwarber. For, he went yard yesterday. Like Kyle Schwarber has like a one eighty six batting average. Like he didn't hit that often, but when mm-hmm. he does. It's like Mark McGuire and the Simpsons. We have more like, homers than want, singles, right? You guys want to see me hit some dingers? And they're like, yeah. More homers gets, than singles. Yeah, they, like, they get excited. That's not something that a normal baseball player even thinks about. I mean, baseball is in a cool spot right now because I, mean, I don't know how much you've watched the, the Astros this postseason, but Jordan Alvarez 
basically every time he gets to the plate, there's he's either striking out or going yard. So I was in Calgary. Yeah. I was hanging out with a couple of buddies when we went to the bar to watch uh, Sunday night football in the baseball game. Mm-hmm. They know nothing about baseball. He's he's replaced, by the way. He's my guy that every time he's up to bat, it looks like he's going to hit a home run. Yeah, he's a giant. Do you, so remember, do you remember those guys? Like when Canseco was mm-hmm. juiced and in his prime, every time he got up there, it's like his, just his stance and the way he held the bat, it yeah. looked like a toothpick. When he hits it, hand. it's like it's effortless. Yeah, it's like yeah. he's not even, it's like, oh, just yeah, depositing first, that the, one up there. The first guy I ever saw of that was like Andre Dawson. Yep. When he was up there, I was like, this guy's going to hit a home run for The sure. word you're looking for is hulking. He's a hulking presence at mm-hmm. the plate, and that's what he is. Um, so my buddy was like, who is this Alvarez guy? He's been sick too, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got yeah. six home yeah. runs in six games in the postseason. And I'm like, I'm like just watch. Either he's going to strike out horribly, which he did on Sunday night, or he's going to go yard, mm-hmm. which he did last night. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun so far. I really hope... A Phillies-Rangers final would be fun. Yeah, I... Part of me wants the Astros to get as close to a title as possible. Yeah, Phillies Astros would even be in gutting better. fashion. Yeah. But I mean, this Texas team is a lot of fun to watch as well. So as long as it's not Arizona, I'll do respect to you, Diamondbacks fans out there. I've got one last what we learned, um, and it's baseball related. Bryce Harper wants to play in the Olympics. Yeah, I saw this. So walk me through this. Well, I don't know the story. Baseball is going to be in the Olympics in 2028 um, in Los Angeles. Um, along with uh, cricket and a couple of other sports. No breakdancing, though. Breakdancing is gone. Breakdancing will be one and done. Oh, really? So sad the Paris to hear Olympics. That. Yeah. Oh. Brutal. Yeah. How, do they, how do they rule that? Well, they, make, they, they did a vote. But without even like watching how embarrassingly bad it's going to be, <laughs> why rule it out? Well, do you know flag, what flag, if flag football is going to be in it, too? So, 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 so with Bryce Harper, um, he admits, like, listen, in 2020, I'm going to be pretty old. So even if Major League Baseballers will be allowed there, um, I might not be on the team. Um, but I think it's I think it's interesting that I, I wonder if we're going to get a push from Major League Baseball players to actually play in the Olympics because they haven't been allowed. Like Major League Baseball has not released the players when baseball has been at the Olympics, and it's been kind of sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. But it was in the Tokyo Olympics, which of course didn't occur in 2020, but had to be um, had to go in 2021. But the Japanese Baseball League released their players. They had a pause in their season, and what do you know? Japan won. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. Do you think? Do you think we'll see a push from the players to play in the Olympics like we've seen the push from the NHLers? So to go? does it mean? Does it mean? Is it? Is there the same meaning for? There's them? not the history, right? Like, or would they be satisfied just with the World Baseball Classic? Well, that's the thing. The I think world, that gives them a taste of the international, how much fun the international play is. The hang-up though is that there's no history of great baseball moments at the Olympics. Like the thing with hockey make is, one. huh? You make one. No, but I'm saying this the reason, big, big the reason moment. that the NHLers want to go to the Olympics is because of the miracle on ice and 2010. I want to go to the Olympics because it's right? the Olympics. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. I think it's because it's the Olympics. I get it. Right? But I just wonder, well, one, if it's going to cut into, because they're trying to obviously position the world baseball classic as the preeminent international event. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this because MLB has got its you know fingers in the pie and everything. Right. So, so professional baseball players were first allowed into the Olympics in 2000, but Major League Baseball refused to release its players. So minor league, minor leaguers filled the U.S. rosters. Um, then the IOC dropped baseball after 2008, but it returned 
when Tokyo hosted the Olympics. Um, I just wonder if there's going to be a groundswell. Anyway, give me a moo cow on all of that. I think we got through everything. Also, the Cowboys won on Monday Night Football. Right. Get that in there. Uh, Justin Herbert is mid. I don't know about that. He's mid. He's he's the same as Dak Prescott. One, you using mid. I don't know about that. He's he's mid. No cap? He is mm. sus. Is he more he's sus? He's overrated. He's more sus. He's overrated. On the he's su- overrated. Uh, on, on the mid rankings, where does he compare to another of your favorites, Dak Prescott, who won last night? Yeah, I way. think they're the same guys. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't trust them to win. I feel like Justin Herbert is more a victim of bad circumstances okay. surrounding him. Like, they got... Injuries on offense. I think his coach is way too galaxy brain sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he has enough weapons surrounding him. Yeah. But um, there is an argument to be made that nobody has done less while receiving as many plaudits as Justin Herbert. Yeah, said. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I don't like I, is he, every, every where, time I every time I watch him, people are like, oh, he's so good. I'm like, really? He's got a lot of talent. Okay. He can make a million throws. If yeah. you had to start a franchise right now, who would you take Dak Prescott or Justin Herbert? Mm, Justin Herbert. Yeah, okay. Not that that proved anything. Well, you know, credit argument. to Dak because he he had a disastrous performance the, run the week was, before. The run was nice. Where yeah, he d- the yeah. one-handed snap. I mean, scampered into the end zone on four. There were some low-scoring kind of grinding football games in the NFL. I know we're way up against it for time, but you know what's been mid this year? The NFL. Has <laughs> <laughs> been great. I watched all day on Sunday. It was a struggle at times. Some of those games were were real mid. This is what the Swifties have to be introduced to football with. It's like, a bad year on. for the Swifties come to get on. on board, right? Like I'm watching 14, 12 games between the Eagles. Uh, the and Swifties the like a grinding defense. Yeah, like that. They're like Pete Carroll. That four so many eight wins. hour Taylor Swift concert. So yeah. hey, what's the... did you hear Pete Carroll at, at the end of the Seahawks Bengals game? By the way, it was like that was a great football game. Yeah. Everyone else was like, I don't know. I thought it was an ugly game. Have you ever seen a great football game before? Text in your what we learned into the Dunbar Lumber text line. We'll read them on the other side of the Halford and Brush Show on Sportsnet 650. Talking all Canucks all the time. It's Canucks Talk with Jamie Dodd and Thomas Drance. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. It's what we learn time. It's what we learn time. It's what we learn time. On the show. 834 on a Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford and Bruff in the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in hour three of the program. It is what we learn time. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. Should we fire up the dot matrix right away or oh, we still have some what we, we learned? We still have some. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Rapid fire, Laddie, you're going to go three, two, one, go. Well, I had a, a quick little one to add on to Bruff's <laughs> talk about the Olympics. Okay. It's funny, but quick little one. <laughs> uh, did you know that you said lacrosse is coming back in the Olympics? Uh-huh. Canada is the defending gold medal champions From of what lacrosse. Year? It last took place 1741. in 1941. 1908. <laughs> I heard we're bringing back the same team. Only two teams entered the tournament. 
Canada and Britain, with Canada winning 14 10 nice. in 1908. So we have, a, we have a gold medal defense on the line in 2028. Nice. Okay, moo cow that. That reminds me of the story the last time Canada won anything internationally in basketball was at the Olympics, and they lost to the Americans in, in the rain. Yeah. Dr. James Naismith was there. That's how long ago it was. It's like, I can't believe they're playing this at the Olympics. And it's outdoors. What are we doing here? Then he cut the they lost like of, 14 to 8. And then he got that janitor to cut the bottoms out of the peach baskets. My that? other what we learned uh-huh. pertains to the NHL. And I don't know if you guys are following the Carolina Hurricane situation in regards to their AHL affiliate. Did not even know there was a situation. Lack so. of AHL. How have we missed this story? Yeah, They don't have one. Okay. I know they don't. And They're there's 30, farming guys out everywhere. The, the weird part is there are 32 teams in the AHL this year. Yeah, one what, is independent. Is that the Wolves? The still? Chicago Wolves are yeah. completely independent. They do their own thing. They have their own roster the that plays Wolves. within the AHL. Carolina does not have an affiliate, so they've been loaning out players to random teams. They tried to send a whole batch of players to the ECHL where they yeah. do have an affiliate. A lot of those players aren't reporting, apparently including one player that might be going back to Sweden saying, to hell with the The ECHL. NHL is not very happy with the situation. No, no. this is yeah. just weird. And why would the Carolina Hurricanes be doing this to their prospects for a team that seemingly values the, you know, the way you can... Trying to save money. They're cutting well, Johnny Cut Corners You can't there. develop players properly and have this pipeline that you wish if you don't have an AHL affiliate to begin with. Looks like we're going to get expansion in the AHL. Seriously. They, no, probably, well, yeah. they probably will. Because the Wolves, I don't think, are going to change their plans. Didn't they have See, the Charlotte Checkers for the longest They did. <laughs> but that seemed like a good custom made for them. It's close. Yeah. Well, anyway. the Canucks couldn't get it on page with Abbotsford for a while either, right? And that was a yeah. slam dunk for, for both Is sides. Charlotte still in the league? I'd have to check. Okay. I'd have to check. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't follow the, the moving and shaking of the AHL as close. <laughs> you know what? As don't check. Should. No one cares. Uh, Mookow. <laughs> All right. Uh, Even people in Charlotte. They don't. Yeah. I have a quick little one. Uh, so there will be no more physical media sold at Best Buy starting next year, Explain. except for video games, Explain. thank God. Explain. Uh, Best Buy is announced starting in 2024. You can no longer buy physical movies or TV shows on DVD or Blu-ray format or oh, 4K. Oh, no, my Blu-ray player. Yeah, starting in 2024, because they say because the, the way people watch is changing. It's all streaming now. People download their movies or buy them through, like, Apple TV or whatever, and they just don't make as much money as they used to, so they're... they're hmm. <laughs> Accident, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the act sound. And uh, so was? people are downloading those things now, are they? I mean, that's how people st- people stream TVs and movies now. This that's isn't the far from Bruff asking if pl- do players have podcasts. But I, I listen. <laughs> I'm that sad, was a I'm legit question because I can't think of one active player that has a podcast in the NHL. It wasn't. It wasn't that you. <laughs> it wasn't that you were. I appreciate you were being inquisitive and trying to learn. It's just the way that you asked it was funny. That's all. It was just the tone. The tone. Because I sounded were, old, but the mm, qu- but but yes, don't you old. think it was a legitimate question? Yeah, because there are players like who is the Tony D'Angelo had a podcast for a while. Oh, oh very yeah. popular. Yeah. Very popular. Let's get into politics. I think politics. it's still on Truth Social. Yeah, yeah I was going to say <laughs> hosted He's entirely got an exclusive on Parler. Deal. Yeah. Okay. Right, uh, come on, come on. Let's not fire up the text line. By the way, uh, so he does speak the truth. He does. <laughs> That's right. Brendan Lemieux had it right. He was a co-host. Um, Anyways, that's sad because I collect physical media, so just wanted to report that. Sad DVD, news. What, the first DVD was released in 1995, according to the wiki. Really? That long ago? I thought it was the early 2000s. So, I mean, that's not a bad shelf life for nope. obsolete technology. Hey, just a yeah. message to the future generation. Collect the media that you cherish and then you love because there's no guarantee that it will be able to be streamed for the rest of your life. If you love something, if you really get want a, a movie copy, right? or yeah. a music piece yeah. of music that you love. What's going to happen to the world copy. that uh, there's no streaming forever? Yeah. 
I'm a little worried about what Laddie's predicting. This is like when you buy an NFT. Well, make well, no, I just, I just mean from like rights agreements. You know, Neil Young is no longer on Spotify. Right. I'm happy that I have a lot of his physical media. So in the future, don't rely on these these companies to have That's your, good advice, yeah. Greg. I like that advice. Keep a physical copy on uh, hand uh, if you also, really like uh, Also, don't put your money in the bank. Take it into cash and put it under your bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and have a shotgun next to those boxes of cash. Both because... those things are physical and no one's messing with them. My money and my shotgun. <laughs> All right. Give us a muco on that. We got to go into the Dunbar Lumber text Garbage line. in the garbage can. <laughs> Let's print well, out some submissions. Okay. What We Learns, Humanoid Edition, as always, brought to you by Get Fire Plan. Protect what matters most with comprehensive fire safety plans, monthly audits, and risk mitigation at $200 off. Visit them at GetFirePlan.com. Oh, my God! We're having a fire plan! A lot of DVDs. A lot of DVD techs coming in. Mm-hmm. A lot of collectors out can, there. Can I, just, can I read this, What We Learned, because it made me laugh during the break? Yes, Andy. Okay, this is awesome. <laughs> That's from Adam from Richmond, if I can make, make it through this. Uh, the best moment of the Golden Bachelor so far this season <laughs> was when one of the contestants was eliminated because she fell asleep and missed the rose ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> That shouldn't one. That shouldn't get you eliminated. Wake her up. Shouldn't that shouldn't get you eliminated? It shouldn't. Like she obviously didn't intentionally sleep through the rose. Where are the showrunners? Where are the showrunners? I can't believe I've never heard of this show. It sounds awesome. And then when they when she was asked for an explanation, it's because the rose ceremony was at seven p.m. AKA bedtime. Like that's not fair. Anyway, I want to add a brief tiny thing about this show. I haven't watched it. I read about. But a friend of mine did. And they were saying they're like it's very unique because unlike most of the bachelor programming you don't hate every single contestant on it. Like these are real people that have gone through real things in life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of widows and very sad stories yeah, about all these lived things. actual lives. Yeah. They're, they're wise in some ways, as opposed to like a 24 year old Instagram influencer who's you like I immediately am, hate. Yeah, like I hate. The, I don't know anything about this mm-hmm. person, but I can tell that I hate them. I hope nothing good in life happens to them. And apparently, the whole script has been flipped now, where you actually kind of like I've been trying people. to build my real estate business. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's how many, awesome. How many NFTs do you own, Bachelor guy? Yeah. Like that's that's a question, right? They're all into coins they all love coins anyway let's get back into the dunbar lumber tech i like my bachelors not even knowing what nfts are thank you very much that's right they're too old to figure it out mm-hmm. they just got a collection of dvds in the basement somewhere do those people actually fall in love what <laughs> what people the bachelor I think people? it might be oh, a scam. <laughs> do any no 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 the, any of them do any of them actually fall in love my favorite ones are the ones where the guy or girl makes a choice and then 48 hours later like ah, i'll go with the other one or they're off air, and they're like, you know what? I actually really like the other one better. No, the, like the- I, I watch them along with uh, my girlfriend likes them, and I'm like, sure. And she, no, she, and, no, no, no. She's like, <laughs> I actually, I actually don't want to watch this with you because you ruin it for me. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, these people are all idiots. How are you falling in love you guys on a TV show? Well, you need to watch the Golden Bachelor. I think I'm really falling for you. Oh, how convenient for you. Then they go on hometown dates. I've seen a few of them. Okay, let's but let's focus here. Danny and Brookswood, what we learned. The Canucks winning the first two games is hype, not mid, no cap. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's hype, not mid. No cap. No cap. It is a little sus, though. I, I'll be honest with you. Is there's there a some cap? That they're 2-0. and oh. Could there be a slight bit of cap? I don't. I think you're either all cap or no cap. Uh, Sean from Edmonton, what we learned. I'm not a baseball fan, but watching the Phillies play at home is so fun to watch. What an incredible crowd. For me, it makes a difference, the crowds on TV. I think some people are different than me. Like, they don't really care about the crowd. But even, like, watching on TV, for me, it's a big deal. And with the Canucks playing in Philly tonight against the Flyers, 
I really hope the Flyers turn it around because the NHL is way better when the Flyers are in the playoffs because that crowd in Philly is awesome. I hope the Flyers when they turn love it the around. Flyers. I hope the Flyers turn not it around, tonight, just not tonight. D- do it in a, two nights from now, but let the Canucks go 3-0. The Canucks go 3-0, I don't even know how positive this show can possibly be. We're going to reach unprecedented heights of Halbro positive. What is a crowd that you would love to be a part of? To actually experience, like I would, I was jealous. Drance was at the Phillies game last night, was and he? I'm like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, he's on be the good. road, he's right? Popping like, up he's, everywhere. Yeah, he's, he's he's tweeting from it, and and he's like, don't ruin this, Drance. Like, I like the Phillies right now, and I like the fans, and I don't want you really to be a part of it. That's fair. But what's a crowd that you like when I watch a Kansas City Chiefs game? Yep. Chiefs. And this is even before Taylor Swift, right? I'm like, man, that looks like a good time or college football. Like a game in Alabama or Tennessee, one of those types of experiences. Uh, I've never seen. Uh, I've never seen England play, but I'd love to go to Wembley and be um, part of that. Speaking of and the, the riots after that would be fun too. Those right? are fun and yeah, during yeah. sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Speaking of uh, college football, how about your beloved Washington Huskies? You dub. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Huskies is the best crowd experience in the Pacific Northwest. When the stadium is full, right. I would take that over the Seahawks. Is Pen- I really was. Is Phoenix going to win the Heisman? Uh, he's definitely in the race right now. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy though. He's got a he's got an injury. I love how Bruff sure. doesn't even bother correcting you anymore. Yeah, he's care. just accepted it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's his name. The Huskies are a top five team in the country right now. They're number five. Uh, the Athletic had its Monday morning like reaction to everything, mm-hmm. and they had their updated. They they the do, Ducks should have won that game though. I know they do rankings for every single team in Division One, so they go like one to one hundred and thirty two, and they had Washington atop. Uh, their rankings. So I'll be, I, I don't, I guess the polls come up maybe today. I think it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday thing, right? So we'll see where they're at. Um, the G Man, no, their poll, it's out. They're oh, number five. I, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a Tuesday thing. You were away yesterday. Right. Uh, did Jamie Dodd and I actually ta- talked about it. We spoke about it because basketball Phil was excited too. Uh, I got a text here from the G Man. It's a what we learned. It pertains to the National Football League. Hashtag WWE. What we learned this past weekend was the most sloppy play in the league. In terms of years, yeah, it was not great. I don't. Did you and Jamie talk about the rash of injuries at quarterback and how many lousy backup quarterbacks? Yeah, are we talked about right a, now a bit of it with Mike Tannier, but we were pretty focused on the Canucks. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, you look at it right now, and obviously the New York Jets have mm-hmm. gone to their backup quarterback in Zach Wilson. Well, Anthony Richardson is out now, so that's a backup quarterback. Do you think Colts fans are like, <laughs> give us a break? Like we go with the veteran guys and they don't get it done, and then we finally like we drew, we use some serious draft capital to get a guy and he's hurt in the well, first like month. Like what happened was they put Gardner Minshew in in that game and he basically lost in the game. He was terrible. Mm-hmm. He was right. He's like, don't blame me. I'm Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he's like, I'm just a gunslinger. I'm not a good gunslinger, <laughs> but I'm a gunslinger. And then you had a backup quarterback, PJ Walker. That was the most improbable one of all of them, I think, is the PJ Walker led Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. knocking San Francisco. Oh, it wasn't improbable. It was actually my lock of the week. As was the other way, though, too. Remember, you locked it both ways. Oh, right. I forgot about yeah, that. I forgot was... the insurance lock. Um, in Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill looks like he's done for a while, so they, they brought in Malik Willis. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's all over the place. There's backup quarterbacks galore. Not uh, coincidentally, the NFL games over the last couple of weeks, have, like, they've sucked. I don't know how else <laughs> yeah, to put it. Very good. They have not been good. Some um, of them have had some compelling endings, like but the Seahawks, Bengals. Yeah, but yeah, but you're watching them because they're close. No, I know, but you know? like uh, for example, Sunday Night Football, we sat through that entire thing, mm-hmm. 
And it was like like the Giants were it, kudos to the Giants for making it close and hanging right. around, but the Bills didn't do anything on offense. How many and, drinks did you need to keep that interesting? Thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I lost track. It was really dull. Really dull. Uh, from Rager, what we learned is the Bruff Jinx is now working in reverse. Since the formation of the Sad Club, the Capitals, Blues, and a few other teams have gone and won the Stanley Cup. One thing is for sure, the Canucks will absolutely be the last team to ever leave the Sad Club. There's only two te- NHL teams in the Sad Club right now, mm-hmm. according to the rules. Right. It's the Buffalo Sabres and the Vancouver Canucks. The other team that left was the LA Kings. Uh, am I missing another one? The Kings, Capitals? Blues, Caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All in really quick fashion. Yeah. So the thing was, is that when you invented the sad club, it had real promise and it caught yeah. on. A lot of people were like, I like this idea. And then very quickly, teams mm. started leaving. However, the nice thing about it is it's a living, breathing organism. Like teams can you know, join. Sharks, sharks are next to join. Yeah. You just have to bide your time. You're going to wait for 40 years. The Leafs will never join. No. Because they've actually won the Stanley Cup in their history. And I don't want the Leafs in my club. It's a sad club, but I don't want them in it. Uh, Mark, the former... Ta- okay. Mark, the former tax guy of Anis's Island. There's a handle. Hashtag WWL. What we learned. I learned that there's currently an NHL player that weighs the same as I did in grade seven. And then I learned that he got one goal and one assist last night against his former team, which is awesome since his former team... Was the Calgary Flames? I believe he's talking about Matthew Phillips. Yeah, that was a cool story yesterday. Was Matthew Phillips one of the guys that Daryl Sutter kind of ostracized last year? He just refused to give him an opportunity, right? Because he was tearing it up in the American League, and then Sutter was like, Rrr. literally to the point where he was leading the league in scoring, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, they were like, "Why don't you give him a chance? Your team doesn't score that much." And Daryl Sutter was like, Rrr. "And guess what? He scored against the Calgary Flames." <laughs> so how tiny is Matthew Phillips? I'm not aware of his dimensions. I'm gonna, know. but I'm gonna say he's not. A- because he doesn't seem like it would fit what Sutter wants, right? Like, give me, no, he's, give me Nick Ritchie. He's a very little guy. He played for the Victoria Royals uh, back in the day. And I'm trying to pull up his uh, current height. 5'8", 160 That's is what tiny. he's been listed as. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, he had a goal and assist last night. So good on him for burying his former team. Uh, I'm actively... how, much more, how much more does Quinn Hughes weigh than 160 pounds? Like, I, don't, I don't believe any listings. I don't believe any weight listings. It's true. I love a good revenge goal, though. Yeah, Nothing love- beats a good revenge goal. It was good. I, I didn't even realize that he had left the organization, so good on him. Uh, Peter and Cloverdale. Come back. Daryl's not here anymore. <laughs> like, I still don't want to be in Calgary. <laughs> Marky's letting in floaters. <laughs> Peter and Cloverdale, what we learned. I know it's early, but we have some scoreboard watching to do after the Canucks game. The Oilers and Kraken... Could both be 0-3 at the end of the the night. I don't think I've watched a Kraken game when they are not playing the Canucks. Yeah, the, the, so the, the Oilers and the Kraken don't play each other, but they are both in action. The Kraken host Colorado. Tough game. So the Kraken are actually 0-2-1. Right. Playoff rematch from last year, right, where they ousted the Avs in round one. Uh, uh, right. and, and then the Preds host the Oilers. So... This is going to be a game that the Oilers are once again going to go in and be like, we better we better get a win here. So if you missed it earlier, the big news from Oilers practice yesterday was that uh, Jay Woodcroft was like, okay, enough's enough. McDavid, Drysaddle, you're back together. Right? Like, I, we're not panicking, but yeah, what, we're what, doing a panic move. He was, yeah, he did smash that big thing with the hammer. So just to warn you, <laughs> he was like, he 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 was rolling out all the stats as to why he had to do it. He's like, well, five on five, we're creating a lot of high danger scoring chances, but our shooting percentage mm-hmm. at evens is two percent. We're not getting the finishers. So yeah, he knows like he's got a. 
I guess you just break glass in case of emergencies. Like, just put dry cell and McDavid together. I would love for the Oilers to, like, struggle for a couple months. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I'd love to see them implode. Yeah. But I, just I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, general, though. So. They're just the, the McDavid and dry cell are too good. Maybe if one of those guys gets hurt. Yeah. I got, uh, a, I got a Tuesday morning ask us anything for you guys. Okay. What if Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson get even better than they already are, and this is the first year you're seeing next-level PD and Hughes? Because I think some people are like, you know, they're, they, they are the players that they are. They're both incredible players, but they've kind of hit their peak at this point. They're ready to go there in their the prime. Ce- but what, the ceiling was always going to be higher just what because if, of what we were talking about. What if their ceiling is even a little bit higher and they have even better years this year than in previous years? Does that mean the Canucks could theoretically – be a really, really good team. I still think that they're going to be... The team collectively can only top out at good at best because there's too many roster flaws. Mm -hmm. That being said... The ceiling, but they is, can carry them to a point, could they not? If yeah, they're good it's enough. Yeah, called the playoffs. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he brought up the conversation earlier about Patterson. Right now, the conversation is: Can he get into that conversation where you're one of the best defensive forwards in the league? We're rewarding you with the Selkie mm-hmm. nomination, or God forbid, you're one of the top three players. Like, you're going to be a Hart Trophy candidate with Hughes. It's simple. So can you be a Norris winner? Mm-hmm. That's the so they they have plenty of like room to hit their ceiling still. The question uh, is, are they going to do it this year? That's what I'm wondering. It's a do or die year, Andy. I don't know if you heard this or not. I have. Keaton, with what we learned, England took Beckham for granted when he played for Man U. Also, the English press are absolute savages. Hockey players think they have it bad playing in Canada. Come on! I watched the and first... And Keaton said, in, he, he says, come on, in, in Drance's voice. Um, I watched the first episode yesterday. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about the, the Beckham documentary on Netflix, mm-hmm. by the way, which is fascinating. I enjoyed how much Beckham's mom despises Glenn Hoddle. Yeah, does not care for Glenn So Hoddle. you have to watch the documentary. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't know that Beckham and Posh were like so in love right off the bat. Like mm-hmm. he would, he, he would get criticism because he would drive hours to see her mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. And then people are like, you're going to be tired for the big fixture that we've got. People that know David Beckham as an international celebrity, I think will be shocked when they see his early life and just how... Humble yeah. and I love, I love Beckham. But the other thing, too, was like he had, he had no interests until he became an adult other than football. Yeah. And then he started realizing that you could buy nice cars and fancy mm. watches and date celebrities. He's like, well, this is interesting. Yeah. I think I might want to try this. I didn't know I could do this. <laughs> anyway, we got to get out of here for now, but we will be back tomorrow. Signing off. I've been Mike Halford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog. He's been intern Lachlan. He has been Laddie. Whew. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.